Hello there, listeners. His name is Aaron, and he can't wait to show you his collection of pre-World War I stamps. And his name's Tom Alama Ding Dong, and he likes to party. Yeah, and this is the Super Pod Saga episode number 13. Lucky 13. That's it. The luckiest of podcast numbers. Um what is uh what's our topic today you got to pick this one i'm excited yeah yeah today we're going to talk about sega <gasps> okay let's do the 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 sega thing on three one two three sega okay we did different ones and that's totally <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> oh man i remember that one from uh, all the different commercials they had back in the 90s which I, I have no memory of. Like, everything Sega entered my brain and exited right away. Because I was Ooh, like, that's, okay. not, that's not Mario. So why, why did you pick Sega for our topic? It's just fun to talk about because, like, for a little while, it seemed like they were kind of unstoppable. And then pretty quickly, they just crashed and burned. Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of different points. Like, I've got a lot that, that we could talk about in case in case you didn't have like a whole lot but i jotted down quite a bit and i went through a little bit of detail with a few of them i wrote down sonic the hedgehog and sega genesis <laughs> i no, i have i have sega knowledge it's just not a lot because it wasn't my thing but i am very sure. excited to talk about it because like yeah the it's not a lot of consoles that just or companies that make a top tier video game console and then stop like i don't know if that's ever really happened aside from them right like they've had it was, it was four home consoles and then just they, they just they they bombed and it wasn't really they bombed i guess they got they got beat pretty badly but um it was also weird is like they've most other consoles like say like the the atari did like two or three i believe and then mm-hmm. like other ones had or like one had done but um sega's i think they're still going pretty hard in arcades today mostly in japan of course yeah yeah so where where do you want to start this sega conversation mr sega man all right i mean i'm I'm definitely no expert like a lot of the people on twitter but you are the expert of this podcast that's true this is our podcast they can all piss off just kidding i mean (laughs) you're yeah (laughs) unless you're into that that's that's true that's true there's a whole whole genre of stuff there on the internet for that <laughs> so whatever you're into but um i guess to start us off i had like a really like a really brief i guess timeline of all of sega's doings yes it's, yes. it's super brief but it's not going to take a while at all so um really sega started back in the 1940s they were making coin operated slot machines ah, classic and, um it was in the 1970s that they started into the the arcade market and uh, they had a like a few games here or there they started with but they started really developing that back um right around the 80s which uh early 80s 1983 actually was when they put out their first home console being the sg 1000 the sg 1000 yep that was that was their very first home console that is not Um, a catchy name no not at all any stretch of the imagination and it it was supposed to be the competitor for the nes because um because they they had gotten a pretty hefty whiff uh, uh a big old whiff of, like, Nintendo is working on going from arcades to home consoles with the NES, and Sega was like, oh, maybe we should 
hop in on that too because that, that was all the rise back in the 80s because you know, the Atari had been blowing up um, after the, the the console crash of course but um, yeah they the SG-1000 went through uh, two different two different revisions and the uh, the third one actually being the uh, I guess like the, their their main uh, competitor for the NES that was the master system there we go um, now we're talking about things yeah. that I've heard of this yep. one actually has a controller too the SG-1000 I looked it had like more of an Atari like controller yeah this this one was really where it started it, it was almost like the the NES controller it, it was it was obviously rectangle like it and had like little buttons and stuff but it wasn't like the huge joystick or anything like that um but yeah the in 1985 was when the the master system came out um if we were like in japan i believe it was only known as like the the mark three or something like that um but then uh just three years later in 1988 the uh in, in japan and, and pretty much everywhere except the U.S., that the Mega Drive was released. Um, us in the U.S. only know it as a Genesis. It was the Mega Drive literally everywhere else but the U.S. That confused and, me so much, just like yeah. uh, listening to podcast people talk about old systems because I barely touched a Genesis, and then I heard Mega Drive, and I just assumed it was something else. Mega Drive right. is a way better name. I know. I, I like the Genesis. Mega Drive. It's... Mega Drive. That's uh, yeah. Though those those separate names do kind of mess me up too. Like when people, like I've gotten the, the Famicom and Super Famicom. Those like click with me NES and SNES. But then there's True. like, then there's the uh, the PC Engine and the Turbo Graphics oh 16. Like sometimes I have to, sometimes it reels me back a little bit. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Also, um, holy crap! Like three years and then three years later, another system. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's super. What's really weird too is that. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog and like a few other a few other their staple games first came out on the Master System, and then eventually they they made like enhanced. I wouldn't really call them ports. I guess I would say like enhanced like remakes of them for the Genesis slash Mega Drive. And it's it's super weird to think, like normally when you think Genesis, you think Sonic the Hedgehog, but mm -hmm. no, it originally came out on the uh, Mark Three or or Master System. Just learned that. I learned that right now. And the the cases for games to the Master System were really really boring because they were just like they were just gray and they had like grid lines and it was just let me look up one real fast say Alex mm. Kid Master System it case honestly some of them almost look like uh, modern takes on what a game card like a because they're so simple it's just like one image the words and uh white lines on the background what's what's that called? yeah just like the like the grids or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's also the the art on the front of those two is really goofy too like one of these alice kid ones that i'm looking at they're just it reminds me of the uh the nes uh mega man art where it looked nothing like what you would think mega man looks like it's just like oh some gosh, realistic looking human crazy yeah and they uh, all say the mega cartridge yeah, some of them have like on the top left. They'll have like the, uh, um, they'll have the the yeah, the genre I should say on the, the top left, which is really really weird. So helpful. Well, it's not not really weird, but yeah. adventure, role playing, arcade. 
Neat. Oh, there was a lot of Alex kids. Holy cow. <laughs> People love and, their uh, Alex kid. I don't even know what Alex kid looks like. Actually, Alex kid was the original mascot for Sega before, before Sonic. What? Yep. Yep. Once Sonic came along though, especially I think it was on the Genesis. People really started picking up on Sonic. Oh yeah. And he became oh, yeah. The, uh, the mascot for Sega, but, um, Oh yeah. The Sega was like, it was a good, good system. There was a lot of weird stuff. Sega did with that. Um, I, I believe, yeah, it was the, the Genesis was known as like the, the cooler console compared to the SNES. Cause mm-hmm. the SNES was like fun for the whole family. You know, everybody can play it. Kids, adults, whatever. But Genesis was like, was like, no, bud, we're the cool punk eighties, nineties console. Like we have, we have blood on mortal Kombat and yeah. all sorts of other goofy yeah. stuff. like that. That's so crazy that like, <laughs> they turned the blood into smoke on the Nintendo version. I know. It's <laughs> And then uh um they had that whole whole thing with uh Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, I was going to say is that the Genesis era? Yep, that was the Genesis. That and was then... I I don't remember that rivalry cuz I was just a bit too young, but I yeah. they they definitely don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, it, it, it was like it was I feel like that competition, like that console war, like actually was a console that's, yeah, war. Yeah, that's a console war. That was super fierce because they were take they were taking blows at each other. But um, there was there's a lot of goofy stuff that Sega did with the Genesis. Like, have you ever heard of the Sega CD or the 32X? Uh, or maybe the Sega in, Channel. Maybe in passing, but that's it. Okay. Um. Yeah. The uh. So. The Sega CD was essentially just like an add-on for the Genesis that let it play these special, um, rather than you know being on cartridges like the name suggests, you play them on like CD-ROMs and stuff, and um, they would have better music, uh, slightly mm. better graphics. They contain more content because you can hold more on a CD than you could on a cartridge. Cartridge, um, and the uh, and I guess what really killed that one was that there was they kind of stopped supporting it, pretty like. Like as soon as it feels like as soon as it went out of the market, they they stopped supporting it pretty much like maybe a few months after that. I think it was like maybe just a couple of years actually, but um, they didn't support it really all that well. There was maybe like like a few games for it, and it was also really high priced for the time because I mean, you already own a console. Why pay another like two hundred bucks for you know big old CD add-on? That was pretty pretty ridiculous to think of. Yeah, Back I in was those gonna, days. I was gonna say I can't think of how you would sell that. Yeah, like people, especially back then, people like had their console and that was it. Telling them like, hey, if you buy this add-on, it'll be slightly better. It's a tough, yeah, I think tough the, sell. I think the main reason they made that, or I don't think I, I know for I guess, but um. There was a. Uh, we've talked about the TurboGrafx-16 and how that one. Mm-hmm. That one was. Um, they used these little special disc cartridge things that uh, basically the Sega CD was made to to kind of, I guess, compete with that because mm. I don't know why you wouldn't want to. I guess looking back now, I don't know why they wanted to compete with the TurboGrafx-16 because that didn't sell at all. Really, it wasn't all that popular, but they did <laughs> hey that's uh, we've seen other video games do that when nintendo made the motion controls everyone was like we got to have our version of motion controls even though 
Xbox and PlayStation gamers were like, no, no, we're we're fine. You don't need to. Yeah. And they're like, we gotta. <laughs> I, that was that was second with a lot of things. Really, it seems like mm-hmm. like the um another one that uh, they kind of I guess crapped out was when they were doing the transition um, from 16-bit to the 32-bit era. Um, Sega was like, hey, you know, if you don't want to buy the next console, you could buy this add-on for the Genesis that lets you play 32-bit uh... games on your Genesis. And all it was was just like another adapter that you plug into the um, just a cartridge slot on the system. And then there were special uh, 32X cartridges you could play on there. And uh, there was just like Spider-Man, uh, was it Night Trap, and a few others. But that one, yeah, that, that one also bombed pretty hard. I, I think it was pretty popular in Japan at the time, but in the U.S. it just it didn't total. Like overall, it sold about, I want to say, 800,000 maybe, something like Oof. that. Oof. Yeah, and then like three months in, like three months after the, the damn thing launched, a lot like most third-party devs just stopped making games for it because why do that when you could make because i guess yeah the 32x is only going to be around for so long you know people would eventually transition to their new the newer 32-bit consoles so why support something so old when you can support the new consoles that are just gonna yeah these new games really, are gonna get gobbled up way quicker than the old system yeah really trying to trying to have your cake and eat it too but making it way more complex than it needs to be exactly yeah, that thing that uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they. I, I get you know, the reason behind it. They they wanted to you know, hey, if you don't have enough money to move on to the next gen, get this. But at the same time, like they could have just made more Genesis games yeah. instead of putting all their eggs into the thirty two X basket. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, so their next console after that was the Saturn in nineteen ninety four. And oh, actually, nope. I I forgot to talk about actually the Sega Channel. Have you heard about that at all? Nope. I'm going to Google it right now while you talk about it. Okay. So that was that was launched actually in December of 1994, which uh, if you remember me just now mentioning the Saturn was released in 1994. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Sega Channel was uh, – it, it connected to your Genesis through like a special adapter you, you slapped onto the damn thing. Then you could connect a coaxial cable to it, and it was basically like a cable TV channel almost, but you could download games and stuff from it. Huh. And you had to check with your uh, cable provider first to see if they mm. they offered it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was at the time it, it was really really cool because nobody else did that kind of stuff. And I don't know for sure how the hell you would have downloaded the game over a coaxial no. cable. No, no that's but, uh, insane. I think that, what was it? It was discontinued 1998. Four years after it launched, it was discontinued. Poor thing. I would love to know how many people actually use that. Looking it up. At its peak, it had over 250,000. Huh. Wait. Ken Horowitz, I don't know who that is, of Sega 16 criticizes Sega's poor timing, blah, blah, blah. According to Horowitz, quote, who would spend $13 a month to play games for a dying system? <laughs> Which, the dying system is a good point, but it's it's interesting, the $13 a month, because now Game Pass is, like, the biggest thing in the world. I, I, just seeing some of these Sega things, I, I, I've almost 
they're almost just way way too ahead of time mm -hmm. that that was sega's yeah they, that was their biggest thing they were with with, with the saturn and, and dreamcast we'll kind of get into it a little bit more but yeah they were really ahead of their time they were thinking like some of their decisions were, were kind of questionable like the 32x and the sega cd like they didn't really need to make add-ons for for the genesis when they could have just put more time and effort into making more games for the genesis to, to compete with the snes and all that other stuff but but yeah they, they really did they really were so far ahead of their time they did a lot of stuff that no other consoles have, have ever yeah that have, have ever done in their in their lifetime um but no yeah so so sega saturn in 1994 that was their their 32-bit console that competed with the n64 and the, the playstation one and this was where things got pretty gall darned rocky well they were already rocky with all the money they wasted on the 32x and the sega cd okay. but um but really what happened was there, there was back in the genesis days they got a lot of third-party support with sports games mm. Um, with the Saturn, they didn't have really any, they, they had like a little bit, like very minimal third party support, really. So they had to uh, come up with their own sport, like the, the Sega Sports Series, basically. And there was just not a lot of third party support on that guy, which, um, you know, if you look at, at like the N64 and PlayStation 1, they, most, most third party games that came out would either come to, to both consoles or, um, I'm trying to think of a few off the top of my head. I think Gex, I know for sure, was on, on both consoles. And I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, but... me too. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. But yeah, lack of third-party support. And they also did this weird, um, I guess like you'd call it a surprise launch with the Saturn, where there was, there was a, uh, it was an E3 or some other conference back in '94, and. The, right at the end of their conference, after they were done showing off all their stuff, they were like, oh, hey, you know what? Guess what? The Saturn's out now. We just released it right now. It's out. And so, like, a, a, so just a bunch of a bunch of retailers who had no idea the console was even out. They, they, they had to rush to put in orders to get everything, and it was oh, just a big old hassle. nightmare. Yeah, so they had to get, you know, the console and all the different launch games and all that stuff. It was... Um, but then after, shortly after that too, I think maybe it was a one year, I believe after the Saturn came out, the, uh, the, the PlayStation one was announced at some other conference and PlayStation was just like, cause when the Saturn was released, it was, I think it was like two ninety nine, something like that. And then mm -hmm. the, the PlayStation one, like Sony with the PlayStation one, they were like, Oh yeah. And it's only one ninety nine. Oh, and then, yeah. Brutal. But yeah, the, the, the PS one just slaughtered that generation with all their third-party games and how much better the graphics looked compared to the n64 and they, they had all sorts of different third party they had the ps1 as we all know it had just oodles and caboodles of games they just, came out swinging i can't imagine like yeah. launching a system and getting like the, the number of games that sony got for the playstation out of the gate insane there's yeah it's kind of kind of staggering when you think about how many games because that game, or that, not a game, that console has so many different, what you would call hidden gems, like games that were just kind of hidden underneath the radar because they had so many big releases coming here and there. I mean, they had Final Fantasy, well, these aren't hidden gems, but these are just like some of the, I guess some of the, the best, like most 
more high-profile series that they had on there, like Final Fantasy and Wild Arms, and they had just shit tons of racing games, like Twisted Metal and stuff like that. It's and just just thinking about it, it's a weird environment. Just thinking back to how they were able to have these franchises launch and that like went going for years like it had rayman it had spyro it had crash bandicoot like if there's a new ip from a developer today it takes a lot for it to become a hit and with playstation it was like just tons of them yeah there were especially from not just from sony themselves but like other other third-party ones it's 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 so hard to imagine but then you know on the saturn any game that came out it sold just piss poorly because nobody the saturn i guess was really popular in japan but in the u.s and pretty much everywhere else it was it was just nah i i have go ahead i was gonna say i have to say like i have no memory of the sega saturn existing like yeah in my head it went genesis to dreamcast i have zero memory of anything in between like a month ago, if you would have been like, what Sega system was out at the same time as the PlayStation and 64, I would have been like, it's either the Genesis or the Dreamcast, I guess, because that just wasn't even a thing. I know, and it's kind of sad to think about that, because, yeah, but back when I was a kid during that time, like, during that generation, all I knew existed was the N64 and the PlayStation. Yeah. If anybody was like, hey, it's 1994, or I guess, 90, we'll say 96, hey, you know, what what console do you want? What games do you want for? I'd, I'd say, hey, I want the PlayStation and I want Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Or I'd say you know, N64, Super Mario 64. But yeah, absolutely. What's, what's even weirder too is that the the, the N64 didn't sell nearly as well as, as the PS1 did, mm-hmm. but still, the N64 is just it's so popular. It's so immensely popular. Um, so much so that I mean, they've added. Uh, They've added the N64 to, you know, Nintendo Switch Online and Virtual Console and stuff like that. But sorry for my ignorance, but did the the <laughs> Saturn do 3D graphics like the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation? Oh yeah, it did. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. so okay. So, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the Saturn. No, I guess it wasn't the third, the first one that did 3D graphics because I think the I forget when Super Mario 64 came out, but. The Saturn did have a lot of 3D games. Like there was, um, there was Panzer Dragoon. There was Virtua Fighter. I forget what their racing series was called. There were there were a lot that were 3D on that one. And what's even weirder too is like all the games. They had some really good games on there. The games played really well. Um, it's just it's just sad that it just Sega didn't really seem to go. I mean, I guess it's not their fault really that they they didn't go whole hog on it and really advertise it and get as much support as they really needed to for it to, to get it to sell but i mean it's it's like we said like competing against the 64 and the playstation we just listed off tons of playstation heavy hitters it's obvious that the nintendo 64 had an insane amount of heavy hitters like oh yeah i don't know how you'd compete with that yeah and they that that i guess that that downhill snowball that they had with I guess that kind of started with the uh, the Sega CD, which was mm-hmm. the first add-on that came out for the Genesis. That all kind of go started going downhill. Went to the went from the Mega Drive to the 32X to the Saturn, and then it, it kind of got a little bit uphill with the Dreamcast, which was released in 1998. That was the first of that generation of like the GameCube, Xbox, PS2, Dreamcast. Um, yeah. They had 
they had a pretty good launch. You know, they, they yeah. kind of played it by the books a little bit. They were like, hey, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna surprise release it. We'll put out a good price. It's got online multiplayer for free when for Choo Choo Rocket right off the bat. <laughs> for Choo Choo Rocket. When it released, it had by far the best graphics of any system available. I I remember seeing the Dreamcast graphics and being like, that you can play that? That's not like a cutscene, that's an actual game. It was crazy. Like it was yeah. the Sonic. It was the, the Sonic running away from the Orca whale or whatever. The killer whale. Yeah, on oh, Sonic Adventure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another another big thing too with the uh, with the Saturn was that, because um, because like with with Nintendo you know obviously people were looking forward to the next Mario game because Mario was just massive people would people would come in in waves to get the new Mario, but with the Saturn there was no actual, I guess Sonic game to it like there there were ports of, of previous Sonic games and just other spinoffs, but there wasn't an actual Sonic game for oh, the that's Saturn. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, w- like that was their their defining series, really, was Sonic. And oh yeah, they, they had they had the one at the time, Sonic Extreme, and that was in development for so long because the the dev, the developers that they put in there were they had no help at all. They were just they were really what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess inexperienced, really, mm. both with both with developing for the Sega Saturn, but also with with the new 3D graphics, because it was going to be fully 3D, fully open world and everything. Um, but yeah, Sega was really rushing to get that out by the time the, the Saturn released. And then eventually they just canceled it, so there was no no, no Sega Saturn Sonic game. Do we have like uh, any screenshots or video of what it was supposed to be? Oh, yeah. If you okay. go... If you go on like Google, you'll you'll and just look up Sonic Extreme. You should be able to find quite a bit of stuff because there was, for sure, the box art. Like they really, they there's a lot of that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there are some like prototype videos. Oh, that of Sonic is Extreme. a 3D Sonic. Yeah. I think there was um, what was it? Sonic 3D Blast. Was that the one that came out? Um. It yeah, Sonic missed. 3D. Bl- 3D oh, yeah. Blast was one of the ones that came out for uh, Saturn. It was like an isometric, like almost pinball kind of oh, thing. That was on Saturn. Okay, I I played that on a collection. We'll we'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get to the the Dreamcast, and right off the bat, like it's it's sold pretty well. It it sold both both Japan, everywhere else, and the U.S. It sold really well. You know the. Uh, Despite the controller being kind of wonky, you know, contr- uh, the cord coming out of the bottom, only one stick, but it, it did a lot of stuff that, again, was really far ahead of its time. Like, it had the, the whole thing with the memory cards, the VMUs, mm-hmm. you playing like a Tamagotchi on certain games. Um, what else was there? There was the the online multiplayer that was included for free. Like, you didn't have to pay for it. It was just you slap your foot, your... Um, your land cable from from your modem into the console and then you just play for free there's a web browser too you could do so much stuff on that thing a lot of great games but then god damn it the playstation 2 was announced yup and then they were like it's got a dvd player (laughs) (laughs) and at the time dvd players were expensive as hell because they were they were just coming out yeah 
Yeah, that was uh, uh yeah, cuz again, I I know this is going to sound crazy, but back in the day, you had to purchase VHS tapes of movies and then they moved to DVD players, so you had to purchase DVDs. Like that's how you watched movies was VHSs and DVDs. So having a game console that could play DVDs on its own and it didn't cost like it was cheaper than DVD players at the time. Yeah. And yeah, it plays it like, games. Yeah, yeah. And um and there was and what also kind of killed Sega a little bit well I guess it, it's this probably isn't Sega's fault at all but the, the PS2 was backwards compatible with almost every PS1 game which was huge. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because lots of people bought the PlayStation and lots of people still had their PlayStation game so they could just forward to the PS2 pop in their old games and they're good. But um yeah, it, it in retrospect, if if the Dreamcast did have like a, a DVD player built in, and I guess that probably maybe might have, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that would have saved it. It's hard to say. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Again, it's just tough to go up against the heavy hitters of the PlayStation Two, which it, isn't that the highest selling home console of all time? It still is. Yeah, I think. And... I'm pretty sure the Switch is coming close, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, Switch is getting closer, but PlayStation 2 is still up there. And uh, Xbox came out with a Mr. John Halo taking the world by storm. Like, you just... And then the GameCube, obviously, with all the Nintendo properties. You just yep. got, again, all these consoles with their heavy hitters coming in. And Dreamcast, um, Saturn, I just... You, they don't have the heavy hitters. That's right. And yeah, the, the Saturn also did, or not the Saturn, sorry, the Dreamcast also didn't have, I guess, as much third-party support, again, as the, the PS2 and all them had. But because back in those days, in that generation, it seemed like every third-party game came to all three systems, if not two. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it's, but yep, nowadays, that, that, was, that was Sega's last console. They were like, we're out of E5,000 people, and then they went strictly to only software, and they they did us a solid by porting most of their Dreamcast stuff and Genesis stuff to the uh, to the current not just current consoles but also consoles back then they had just shit tons of compilations. But for some reason the I think it was just because they lost the source code for almost everything with the Saturn. But a lot of Saturn stuff has yet to ever ever come to to touch our lips. I feel like i don't want to be getting too ahead of ourselves but i feel like sega switching to third-party video game manufacturing was the best choice for them as a company as much as it would be cool for them to still make consoles they just couldn't hang and since then their franchises that they've come to make are awesome right and and like i i love so many Sega games, and I did not love Sega games before. Exactly. There's, it's weird to think that, you know, if Sega had gone, either back into the console business or had they just declared bankruptcy and just washed their hands of the whole ordeal, that's a lot of future. I guess all all their current Sega IPs at the time would have just gone to the highest seller, and we never would have seen a lot of the stuff we have now. But they were just like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're still making games, but not on our consoles though. I think and what's uh, also really no, you go. What's also really weird to think about too is that, um, so Atlas, you know the company Atlas, they they, they make the 
uh, Shin Megami Tensei and Persona games and all that, right? Uh, I didn't know that, but yes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, they, they bought Atlas because Atlas was, was going through bankruptcy. Oh, and they Atlas. Atlas in I, thought you, I, I thought you said Alice. And I'm like, oh, no. Atlas. Yes, I know Atlas. Of course I know Atlas. <laughs> yeah. So, so they bought Atlas in 2013. And what's weird to think about now is if maybe if Sega was still in the console business, Persona 5 could have possibly been a, a Sega, whatever the console was at the time, exclusive. And that would have been just one to think about. Yeah. But yeah what were we going to say, though? Um, it's It's just a totally random thing. But just as a sign of, like, how big Sega was during the Genesis age. Because we, we talk about how, like, they really messed up and, and went downhill and everything. Um, I brought my GameCube to my uncle's farm in Minnesota, and they loved Tiger Woods PGA Tour. So they bought a GameCube, and to this day, they only have two games for it, which is Tiger Woods PGA Tour and the Sonic the Hedge- Hedgehog collection with, like, a ton of Sonic games. These Hell yeah. These farmers that they didn't play anything except Sonic back in the 80s. <laughs> And it's weird now too, because you can get like a lot of their heavy hitters, like like Sonic, Base Harrier, Fantasy Zone. A lot of those you can get on not only just modern consoles, but also on your smartphone through the, the whole Sega Ages thing. Like back in the day, it'd be like, "What? You're telling me I can play Sonic the Hedgehog on my fucking phone?" <laughs> right? Not the best way to control it, but you can do it. What's um? What are some of your favorite? Sega games. Uh, Yakuza. Absolutely Yakuza. Like, when I think of Sega now, I think of Yakuza, (laughs) which is is crazy to me, but I would have never guessed that however many years ago. What year did the first Yakuza release? 2005. Okay. Wouldn't it be weird if if Yakuza was Dreamcast only? That'd be so weird to think about. Yeah, yeah. No, no thank you. Yakuza is definitely good. Um... Oh, we I we got to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog as a as a do? series. Okay. Hell yeah. I've I never love... I've never been able to get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of almost the same way. Like I I've beaten a f- uh, maybe quite a few of the of the 3D Sonic games. I've never beaten Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic Mania. Uh, Sonic CD, Sonic um, and Knuckles or whatever. I've never beaten a 2D Sonic game because I they just they piss me off so much. <laughs> They're I've only I've only played it in like the Sonic collection on my uncle's GameCube. But so I am not an expert on this at all. But just as a person yeah. who's played a very small amount of it, it just feels like a contradiction to me. Like, the first couple of levels are super fast, super open. There's all these different routes. And, and I get that. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. I'm moving so fast. Ah. And then, like, the later levels are, like, the the like the like the casino level where there's, like, mm-hmm. it's just confusing. And, and there's it gets to be, like, maze-like. And you have to stand on things and wait for them to move. And I'm like, yep. what happened to the speed? Yeah, that, that also threw me for a loop, too. I remember for sure there was... One of the ones that I hate the most is the it was like Chemical Zone I think, and that level pisses me off more than any other level in any other video game ever because it starts off so fast you're just zoom all over the place you're you're fucking Ferrariing all over the goddamn level and then you drop into that one area where it starts to fill up with water and then God forbid you miss a fucking jump and then it goes dan 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 and then 
and then then you run out of air and you die because you missed a fucking jump barely. I hate that part so much. And then uh, the 3D Sonics, your Sonic Adventures, your Sonic. Oh yeah. Games. People love oh those. My God. People who grew up with those games absolutely adore them. I uh, I got the first Sonic Adventure when it came on GameCube because I was a uh, I was a totally naive kid. I had no idea the Dreamcast was ever a thing. I got Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut, which is a mouthful, but <laughs> I played the piss out of that game because I love Sonic. And then they, and then I came to find out they have the Chow Garden, which was I'm I'm doing. You can't see it right now, but I'm doing the Italian like like. The chef's and kiss. Think, yes, yes. Oh, the chow garden. Oh, my God. You just raise little chows, up their stats. You raise other chows, beat their little fucking baby asses. How and... how has no one made an off-brand chow garden? Because, again, that's another thing that everyone seems to have loved. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't understand why. I'm so close to the mic right now, but I don't know why. It was so fun. It's, it was... The microphone shoved into your mouth. <laughs> it really was, because that shit was so... And they did it again with Sonic Adventure 2 and made it even better. They added more stuff you could do. You couldn't you couldn't just race or fight. There was also all sorts of other stuff you could do. Different ways to uh, different ways to raise them, different powers you can give them. Because like you can give them, say, uh, this unicorn over and over and over, and then they'll start to develop unicorn horn. Give them like a bird, they'll develop wings, they can fly. I don't know why nobody else has ever done it before. No. Or, well, not done it before, but I don't know why anybody else hasn't made another one. But, God, that was so fun. What what I found super fascinating in – this is extremely specific to me, but I, I follow a lot of YouTubers. I'm a YouTube guy, not a Twitch guy. Yep. And I watched um, a couple of guys that are older than us slash closer to our age play – sonic adventure and sonic adventure 2 for the first time and they made it look like the most horrible game like uncontrollable nonsense confusing and then i watched a youtuber who's younger than us by a generation or so who grew up with it and he just flies through it and he's having fun and he's pointing out all these things about it it's it's just so crazy that there's that generational difference there's um there's this one youtuber i watch a lot nitro rad i've talked to him talked about him a lot but talk to him um I wish I could talk to him. No, I, I've uh, I've watched him. There's a couple of videos where you kind of see him just blast through the first level of Sonic Adventure 2, I think, Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, because you're running from the truck. Yep. Just blast through the motherfucker so quickly. And um, it's wild. It's just, it's insane how, like, how janky Sonic games can be. But they're also pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awesome when you master how to yeah. move through that goddamn game. Yeah, I I think that's that was weird a weird realization to me was how the 3D Sonic games were still similar to the side scrolling ones and how it was like there was a speed component that you were supposed yep. to cuz the first one I watched was the older guys and they were just really struggling and it just looked like a platformer to me mm. and then seeing someone who actually knows what they're doing do like all these combos and stuff I was like, "Oh, that actually looks kind of cool." What was weird to me too is is I guess Sonic games compared to mario games like mario is definitely way more acrobatic there's a lot you can get that little little italian bastard to do that you can't get sonic to do <laughs> but sonic games are, are super duper satisfying to just when you do the homing attack just right on like maybe seven robots in a row and then you blast yourself onto a um those little spring pads and you just like jet across the entire goddamn level to the next part of the level 
And that, that shit's just so cool. Like, there's the, the feeling of speed you get from just blasting your way through a level. You don't get that from really anything else. Yeah. And then uh, Sonic 06. Ooh. Oh, man. Sonic kisses a girl. <laughs> and then that's the then subtitle of the game it's just sonic 06 <laughs> sonic kisses a girl <laughs> oh my gosh Shadow that the one hedgehog was... sonic boom lots of lots of sonic in the black knight <laughs> oh i forgot about those sonic in like the thousand rings or whatever um the arabian nights one. Oh my gosh that was supposed to be a series uh sonic mm-hmm. goes into all the different storybooks and Oh, didn't last. Sonic Unleashed, the Werehog. Sonic on, yeah, the Werehog. The stretched the arms. Oh my gosh, what? I'm I, I just want to know what happened because Sonic really was was good, and then suddenly it just took a, a steep nosedive, but like not enough of a nosedive for them to stop making them. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was really after after the whole GameCube and PS2 era that they got kind of went downhill because like because they ported uh, Sonic Adventure one and two. To I think just GameCube. I don't know if it was on PS2, but then they had Sonic Heroes that came out on everything, and that one wasn't bad. Like it was, it was a little, little shitty sometimes, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, I can't for the life of me think of any other 3D Sonic games that came out to the that generation, but I think that was maybe it. I think they I, did a... I think it was the video game environment changing around Sonic because. Back in the Genesis days, everything was side-scrollers. They made a really yeah. good side-scroller. Then mm. things got 3D, and they still managed to make Sonic into 3D. Like, there was everything was still platformers, essentially. You had shooters and sports games and stuff, but you could still do a platformer. And yeah. then platformers weren't really a thing anymore, and they tried to keep it going, and they just couldn't do it. They didn't have the the talent that you saw with the, the Mario releases. And even even they didn't really, a lot of people don't like, uh, uh, what's the GameCube one? GameCube one what? Uh, Mario. So- Sonic game? Mario. Oh, Mario Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. A lot of people say that's a bad Mario game. I've never touched it, but. I don't know. There's Yeah, it's so weird to think too about how, like they, they tried to get Sonic to do so many things and they put him in like racing games and they put him in like party games and all this stuff. That that basically Nintendo has has tried and has succeeded at, but yeah, Sega just like they they couldn't get it, man. Like I think the very first Sonic racing game they ever made was was that a, uh, Sonic Drift or like Sonic, Sonic R? R, yeah, and Son- Sonic R, yeah, that one was on a Saturn, and that one was it was kind of jank, but I think I believe it was around the same time that uh, Mario Kart and the N sixty four came out, and that one just slapped ass. Like everybody yeah. was like. I have an N64 and I need to get Mario Kart 64 now. Rainbow yeah. Road. Yeah. Rain- Yoshi's Island. Rainbow Road. Uh, and don't forget Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood, developed by BioWare on the Nintendo DS. Dude, that game was actually pretty good, though. Did Not you play it? Lie. I played a little bit of it. That was a little bit. That was on my forever list of games to buy. Because of how good magazines said it were, I read the article about the review mm-hmm. for it over and over again, but I never ended up buying it. You're probably gonna have to emulate it now because DS games are shooting up through the roof. Of course, it's sad. No, my DS, um, yeah, my DS is gone too, gone and snapped in half. Damn. Um, what was I think it was I think the game what were the Game Boy Advance ones just Sonic Advance, Advance? and those were unique, weren't they? They weren't. 
Yeah, the, I, oh, I forget exactly what the specifics were, but there was this this special mode where you like customize this robot guy with different parts for certain things, and that was pretty pretty awesome. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, Sonic Advance. I uh, come here, you son of a bitch. There we go. Is that the right one? Oh damn it! Which one is it? There was one where there's like a little little robot guy that you can customize with parts from that you get from other Sonic characters. Uh, was it even Sonic Advance that I'm thinking about? I don't know. Whatever, skip it. <laughs> but there's look looking back now, like I I really wish I could have. I really wish I would have bought a Sega Saturn back when back before it really shot up to the prices that it's at now because all the good games for that system are through the freaking roof. I'm you sure. have to be a lottery winner to buy a lot of those. Like especially I bitch I bitch about this all the time. Panzer Dragoon Saga. I'll never be able to play it unless I somehow am able to emulate it because Saturn emulation is just impossible. Really? Unless I want to pay fucking Yeah, apparently it's it's just super hard to get the work right. Huh. Um but yeah, yeah, that, that game's just expensive. I'm I'm not gonna pay like a thousand bucks out of pocket for one game. No, no. Maybe if you run an um, insurance scam. Man, what else was there? Oh, Burning Rangers. That's a good one. Have you ever heard about that one? Nope. It's basically like a like a firefighting, like almost Power Rangers kind of like game for uh for the, for the Saturn that looked really sweet. Never played it. Won't be able to because it's expensive as fuck. Uh, obviously Bayonetta, that's a Sega game. Oh yeah, that's so weird to think about that being that whatever one, their current console would be at the time. That had the Sonic rings, like straight oh, yeah. up, just yep, the yep. Sonic rings in there. That is true. That that was for currency. They were called Halos in there though. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Crazy Taxi um, was big back in the day. Crazy Taxi. Oh god, yeah. There's a lot of people that are still crazy about that. And uh, 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 Outrun. People are. Yep. I don't think they make those anymore, but they used to. What's um? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, they still kind of do the the Shining series. Like it started off with Shining Force, but they I think the last one they did was like Shining Resonance Refrain for the Switch. I think it's a RPG or something. Uh, Sega All Stars Racing. I have a friend who says that that is the best kart racer, the most recent one. Yep, we've talked about that on the Hidden Gems episode, actually. Yep. Sonic Adve- Sonic, and All-Star Racing Transform is, it's, again, Chef's Kiss. Ten years it's ago so good. that came out. It's so good. I've never played like, it, I, but I, I gotta believe it. If, if you and another person say it is. That's right. I don't know who that other person is, but I, I bet they're incredibly, I bet they're credible as hell. <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. You <laughs> haven't talked about Super Monkey Ball. Oh my god, how am I? Oh my gosh. Oh, I love Super Monkey Ball so much. Yes. That's oh man. Yes, those are so great. The the most recent one is actually pretty good. They have a lot of those like crossover characters like the cat from Persona 5 and the little little Ryu or Rev- yeah, Kiryu. Little, little little him in a little monkey ball just rolling around going like oh as you speed up and stuff. Oh my gosh, and I they have that one strategy RPG series, Sunker Wars, which, again, I'll never get to play because they don't port it to anything else, and it's expensive as hell now. What's another one? Uh, what's another one? 
Oh, that's the only one. Uh, apparently Tetris, <laughs> according to the uh, Wikipedia here. Tetris on the the Electronica 60? What? What the hell is IBM that? IBM PC? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just reading Wikipedia. Ooh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? What? The what? Sega handhelds. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Okay, ask me right now to name a Sega handheld. Give me a Sega handheld, Tommy. I have no idea. <laughs> One that I love kind of poking a little fun at, but it's actually pretty cool, is the Sega Nomad, or the Sega Genesis Nomad, which was like basically Sega Genesis you could play on the go. And it was cool, but like the battery didn't last at all on it. Um, if you give that a look, it, it's pretty cool. The, the Genesis cartridge sticks out a lot in the back, like, it, like if you were to play... Uh, Game Boy Color game on uh, on an Advance, but it's still pretty sweet though. There, there's even like an AC power adapter. Wait, wait. So wait, so you actually put like Genesis cartridges in it? Hell yeah! What? That's wild. The screen, like, the screen wasn't that bad on it. Like, it still displayed it in, I believe, 16 bit. I mean, granted, it was tiny, but yeah, you played full-blown Genesis games on that some bitch. That's... No, that technology didn't exist. With the, yeah, that was Nomad. super ahead of the time, for sure. I don't believe... No, no, it's, yeah, Sega... Or not Sega. Uh, the SNES didn't have anything like that. I'm no. fairly certain. No, no. And if, and if they did, if someone tries to point that out, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then they had the, the Game Gear... Which, uh, yeah, that that wasn't Genesis games at all. It was their their own separate thing. But that one from like from people who owned one, they say that it's. I've never owned one myself, but they say it's. There's a lot of actually pretty good games on there, and I know there's they they ported some games from the Game Gear to the Virtual Console and the 3DS, and I. I think, on the Wii U, but I could be wrong. I know it's for sure on the 3DS, and there was. Yeah, there's quite a few that are actually pretty damn good. Neat. Oh yeah, Columns. That was their their puzzle game franchise. It's actually pretty good. There was one. What is it? I think it's I think it's called Beyond Oasis or Oasis Defenders is what it is. It's like this um, this like Arabian Nights style, uh, turn based RPG. You have like your 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 Arabian prince and like a genie and like some thief guy that does sword dances and stuff. It's it's pretty great. What else you got, Tommy? Um, no, I man, me. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers Just... looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess yeah, we we could talk yeah, we we should talk about the state of Sega now, which I mean, it's weird to think that like they're a lot of their side stuff is pretty damn successful, but Sonic really went downhill as the years went by. Do they... What, does, what the... does Sega have their own... Uh, like, you know how the EA has their things and Nintendo Direct and... I don't... Are you talking about like... Oh, no, I don't think so. I think they... I don't think so either. They usually do it with... Um, like, what... Whatever the developer is, like um, like Atlas Games usually go with PlayStation, or if Atlas has their own thing, or um, I know with uh, um, 
Oh, what the fuck was it? Sonic Forces? I think that was on... No, they had their own... I think they did have their own thing for Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces also sucked. <laughs> but not Sonic Mania, though, goddammit. People love Sonic Mania, but I suck at it. I think we should take a moment to talk about all the different forgotten Sonic characters. Okay, that's... uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so we'll, we'll first start off with uh, with Cream the Rabbit. Do you remember Cream the Rabbit? No. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Cause she's stupid. What, what, what games was she even in? I've heard of her, but only uh, well, not... only in the in the reference that Cream the Rabbit is a terrible name. Not only was she in Sonic Advance uh, two and three, but she was also in Sonic Heroes, Sonic Riders, and she was in the Sonic X. Sonic anime. Riders. Which also Sonic Riders Zero Gravity was really good. Everybody gives it gives it up every now and again, but it was good. Shut up. First appearance, Sonic Advance Two. Man. Yep. Cream the Rabbit and she has a little chow named Cheese. Cream cheese. Nice. Uh and then what? I'm looking at this this list on a website, but Sticks the Badger, I don't know who that is. I can't. Mighty talk about the her. Armadillo. Oh yep. That's one of them. Bean the dynamite. These. Oh, I forgot. Tommy, we forgot about. We forgot to talk about Sonic the Fighters. What are we doing? What is Sonic the Fighters? There was a Sonic fighting game, my guy. Tumble the skunk. <laughs> oh man, Bean the dynamite is a bird, by the way. Whatever the fuck a dynamite is. Oh, he will dynamite. Okay. Um, Bark the polar bear. Mm -hmm. Oh, Cosmo from the popular Sonic X anime. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. Oh, Charmy B. Things up. Don't forget about Charmy B. Why do they have so many things about them? Did you know that Mighty the Armadillo is 16 years old? Really? It did, says his, when did, when it did says Mighty his, the Armadillo first pop up? It says his eye color is blue, but I'm looking at it and it's black. Um, he was in Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like the, he was also in the 32X title Knuckles Chaotix. Oh, which, that was an uh, arcade game. Sense. What? What is oh. going on? Is this real? What the? F look at look up Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm gonna Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like. Oh, I can't spell Hedgehog. There we go. This. Oh, what the hell? I. Oh. Only released in Japan in June 1993. Oh, and it's got a little flying squirrel guy in there, too. I forget his name. What is going on? Oh, yeah, Ray. That's what his name Ray was. Ray the Flying Squirrel and Mighty the Armadillo. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like two people who just happened to be in the background that photobombed Sonic taking up the picture for his game. You know what, Tommy? Look up... Look up uh... What was it? Look up Knuckles Chaotix. Knuckles Chaotix. I'm guessing it's with an X. Yep, it is with an X. Yep. What am I looking at it for? What am I looking for? Platform 32X. That's a number and a letter. Yeah. There was, there were quite a few characters that popped up in that game that you never see anymore. Like, uh, look on the cover for the game. The little, um, oh my gosh, alligator or crocodile guy. Vector, I believe his name was. He Vector. shows up in quite a few games, but 
all, I always get him and the the one from Donkey Kong confused. What? <laughs> him and the Gators from Donkey Kong. Oh, King K. Rule. No, no, the the enemies, Donkey Kong. Alligator enemies. <laughs> this is the part <laughs> of the podcast where we just Google things. Kremlings. Nice. Oh, wait. You must be shitting me. You forgot about Jet the Hawk? Jet the Hawk. That's that's a stupid name. That was from uh, back in Sonic Riders. He also had... Oh, yep, wait. Storm okay. the Albatross. Jet the Hawk looks kind of cool. <laughs> I'm a fan of Jet the up, Hawk. You need to look up Fang the Sniper. Fang <laughs> the Sniper. <laughs> um, we also just... I, I think Sega's in a good place right now. This isn't yeah. a person. This isn't a Fang real, the Sniper? Fang the Sniper. Or or Fang the Weasel or something like that? No, no. You're, it's I just refuse to believe that. It's cool, though. Yeah. I don't know, cool, I don't cool know why we're doing this, by the way. I forget. But, um... the, yeah. the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are actually really good. Play. Those are actually... They're they're reviewing really really well. I like them. Yeah, especially really especially you know we never got video game movies really as kids. I mean, we did, but the they Pokemon ass. the like Pokemon the Mario, movie was good. Mario movie was awful. Never seen it, and I probably never will. Dude, oh my! You haven't seen. Holy shit, Tommy! Guess, look up the Mario Bros. movie. Oh right no, now. I I've seen plenty of things about it. I just. I don't know if I can put myself through it. There's so many things I could better do with my time. So, oh my gosh. So in that movie, um, so I guess to, what is it? To, to rationalize like how high they jump in the games, they, they gave the guys in the movie these like super moon boots so they could jump as high as they do in the games or something stupid like that. Like if you look at the, the cover art of the movie, they've got these, jacked up looking stupid boots <laughs> it's great and, and uh, even even plungers also because they're yeah, plumbers yeah they're plumbers it's just like in every they're plumbers <laughs> um i guess uh back in the day the mortal kombat movie was good but if you watch it today it's not good the original no, not at all. the original <laughs> by the way i i like the the more recent one too I, again it's just nice to have video game movies like just just seeing Mortal Kombat movie with modern CGI makes me feel good. Ooh, uh, the Prince of Persia movie with Prince Jake Gyllenhaal. Persia. Oh, no. With As Jake <laughs> Jibby Hall. <laughs> Jake Jim Lambin. <laughs> but yeah, so, so again, that's another thing that Sega has done well is <laughs> making the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. And, yeah, uh, we got really sidetracked there. They've got lots of, they've got good games. I, and again, like it, it took a while to get here, but I, I hear the the Sega, they just have that tone now. That ba, um, I hear that, and I'm, I'm like, I don't have a cringe towards it. I'm like, ooh, what's Sega doing? That's true. Um, what's what's wild to think about is maybe if Sega maybe did stay in the hardware business, their their software nowadays wouldn't be as no what plent, uh, well plentiful isn't the right word. Um, I guess like it, it wouldn't be as highly valued really as it is now because there, there's a, not really counting Sonic a whole lot. Like a lot of their software is 
like people love it you know bayonetta i guess only well, yeah, no, maybe uh, only the first one was sega um it still counts but yeah atlas fucking everything from yakuza yakuza it's really really good super monkey ball super valkyria monkey chronicles ball. that's that's a good recent one yeah there's yeah, no way if they would if they would have kept making consoles we would not have the sega games that we have today true well thank you sega it's great thanks sega is that our end of the sega segment sega segment yeah i don't have anything else we, we can talk about about sega but uh i guess if people want to talk it want to talk to us about sega where can they reach us tommy we have a twitter page it is at superpod saga we have an email uh superpod saga at gmail.com we have a facebook page which is it's tommy and aaron superpod saga um i think i think that's all of them oh we have, we have an instagram oh yeah I instagram duh on. Hmm? um instagram but yeah. is just superpod saga I would I would genuinely love to hear even if you're listening to this years from now I would love to hear your experiences with Sega games and Sega consoles because I didn't have that. There's um there's one guy that we follow on Twitter I forget his name, but let me find him really really fast. He's a Sega holic. Yes, that's what it is. Just Sega holic. Yeah, I'm gonna give that guy a shout out because I love everything about him. Even though like I, I try not to talk a lot of shit about sega but it does come out like me talking shit but i do love i do love sega and i love what they do please keep at it sega but i love seeing all sorts of retro sega stuff because it's it's just, it's great sega's great yeah shout out to him absolutely so it's my turn to pick the next subject correct yep that's correct excellent next week we are going to be discussing the best video game sidekicks and companions oh that's a good one. I know, right? I know. I was really happy when I thought of that one. Because there's, there's a lot. There's already quite a few that I have on top of my head right now. All right, yep, this, this is... We'll set aside three hours for Vivi talk. <laughs> Vivi, Vivi's his own man. He, he, he's not the sidekick. <laughs> he's he's, not his the, own man. he's, he's the, the main character. He needs to get his own goddamn game. He's going to branch out like uh, like all the chocobos and moogles do, man. Oh, my gosh. Super VV Adventure. VV Grand Prix. <laughs> Which you could do because there's so many of the their robots or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Look forward to that next week. Uh, Twitter us. Gmail us. <laughs> Instagram us. Or- Before we go, uh, lemmings, but they're all VVs. <laughs> Vivings. <laughs> we're gonna have that be a All segment right. we're gonna have that be a segment in the next one vv and games <laughs> uh, we will okay uh thank you for okay. listening everyone bye bye